you, Pastor Ryan. Thank you, team, for putting together a great experience this morning. Uh, I'm glad that we're here to worship together today. And this is a unique Sunday. It's a little bit different from the norm, and we're going to do a lot of worship together. We're going to sing a lot together. Uh, This is going to be a really unique experience. I think it's going to be a really good one for all of us. Now, I want to make sure you understand that when it comes to worship, I love worship and I love services like this where we just get to enter into worship for a large portion of the service. But I do have to say, I do have this one issue when it comes to worshiping God in church, and that is that I am a terrible singer. So maybe some of you can relate to this. You're like, man, I love the environment, but when I sing, I do not feel like I contribute to the overall experience of my daybreak community, right? And that's what it is for me. Like I grew up in church and some of you guys have heard me talk about this before, but I grew up in church with my mom next to me and she was shaking that tambourine every, every Sunday, shaking that tambourine right next to my head. And that was worship for her. That was not worship for me. I mean, it drew me closer to God because I was like, God, please take that tambourine away from my mom. Like, please God do this for me. He never answered that prayer. So I don't know what your experience is in worship, and I don't even know if you like singing, but I know that worship is a lot more than just singing. That when God asks us to worship, it's simply that we come to him and we say, God, you are worthy of our praise. Worship is just that. It is ascribing worth to something. Now, for Christ followers, when we talk about worship, we talk about worshiping God. But do you know that every person is a worshiper? We're just not all necessarily worshiping God, right? We're here on Sunday mornings and we gather together because we want to worship God. But every single person walking the face of the planet, they are all worshiping something. We are all worshiping something. Uh, And there's a great quote that I found from a guy named Bob Coy. He wrote in a blog that I keep up with and he says this, that the world worships continually because we are created to do so. We worship what we believe to be worth it. Sports, prestige, power, material possessions, relationships, vices, recreation, the list is endless. And all of these things get our passion, our reverent love, and our life. But is what we are worshiping truly worth it? That's the question that we have to ask ourselves. We can worship lots of stuff because to worship just means to ascribe value or worth to something. So when we worship God, we are telling him that he is worthy of our praise. We are giving our praise to him because he is worthy of it. And yes, one of the ways we're asked to do that, we're instructed to do that in Scripture, is to sing praise to Him. But it's not just singing worship. We are also called to live our worship. That the things that we say, and the things that we do, and the way that we treat other people, all of those can be offered to God as an act of worship. We surrender our lives to Him as worship. We say, God, I know I might have some plans or some ideas for how you want to use my life, or how I want to use my life. But God, I love you, and I want you to have your way, even if it's different than my way. We surrender our lives in worship. And we can even worship God with our attitude. Uh, Psalm 100, verses 1 and 2 says, Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing with joy. So in here it says, shout with joy, come with gladness, sing for joy. It sounds like the idea of joy might just be tied into worship, right? That when we become engaged in worship to God, that that results in this kind of gladness and joy in our lives. But joy is a little bit more challenging than it should be, isn't it? Like we want joy. We want to be joyful. We want to be happy. We want to be glad. But joy is sometimes fleeting. It seems like we're pursuing it and never catching up. 
Yeah, we find ways to be happy, but happiness isn't the same as joy because happiness is based on our circumstance. We enjoy the company of friends and family. We laugh at our favorite movies. We marvel at a beautiful sunset. All of those things make us happy, but it's not necessarily joy, right? Because joy is supposed to be more than that. So why do we find it so elusive? I mean, we have friends that make us feel joyful, but then that friend has to move away. We find joy in our circumstances, but then things change. Or we find joy in the stuff that we have, but then we find we never have enough. You see, life is full of all kinds of interruptions to our joy. It's full of interruptions to our joy. And that's what our series this summer is going to be about. It's about how joy can simply get interrupted. We think, God, I'm coming out of a service and I'm feeling great and feeling connected to him. And then all of a sudden when you walk out the doors, you're confronted with stuff. You feel like, how can I be joyful when I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing. See, life is full of those kind of interruptions. But what if I told you that the interruptions were actually a gift? That they weren't things that were intended to deter you from joy, but they were actually there to maximize your joy. My guess is you'd be up for that, and I am too. And that's why I'm excited for this series this summer, Joy Interrupted. We're going to explore the book of Philippians. We're going to explore what Paul has to say about joy and how to discover the path to the kind of joy that God has in mind for all of us, the kind of joy that is everlasting, joy that strengthens us right here and now, but also gives us hope for a future, joy that isn't threatened by the interruptions of life, but is actually emboldened by them, joy that builds character in us and gives us new strength, joy that has true staying power that doesn't ebb and flow like the ocean's tide, but it is here and it is here to stay. And that's why joy, true joy, is different and superior to happiness. Happiness will always depend on your circumstance, but joy is something that comes divinely to you through a genuine relationship with God. And that's why Paul, the author of the book of Philippians, that's why he could write his manifesto on joy from a prison cell. You don't often think about that, right? But the guy that is writing the most incredible book in the Bible on the subject of joy, I guess at least in my opinion, that he is writing that from a prison cell. So how can he have joy? A guy that's a missionary of the early church, that his life is going from town to town to town and sharing about Jesus. He's in a prison cell, and yet he can share about joy. That's pretty incredible. He says in Philippians 4.4, 4, and this is the theme verse for our series this summer, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I will say it again, rejoice. So if Paul could learn the fullness of God's joy while under house arrest, while literally chained to a guard, then surely we can learn true joy in the midst of our interruptions. So as we continue to worship together this morning, let's ask God to give us his joy, but let's also ask him, allow the interruptions to occur too so that you can prove faithful in those moments and I can have joy even when it feels like the interruptions might seek to rob it away. Let's ask him to use the challenging circumstances of our lives as a catalyst for joy that leads us closer to him. Let's pray together. Lord, I love you. And I am so thankful that joy is not based on circumstance. That here on a day like this where we get together and we sing praise to you, we are led by kids as we worship, that as we sing together and we lift these words up to you, that it can be this moment of joyous occasion for all of us. Uh, that we do not have to be focused on our circumstance this morning. We don't have to be focused on any of the interruptions, but today, purely and simply, we can be focused on you and say, God, you are completely worthy of our praise. 
It's in your name that we pray together. Amen. Amen. God is unstoppable. That was awesome. You guys can have a seat for just a moment. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to reach into your program guide and pull out this bookmark. It says Joy Interrupted on it, and it has the weeks of our series. So you can take a look through there a little bit later, but you can see it just goes right through the book of Philippians. But if you look on the back of it, uh, there's a couple things I want to draw your attention to, is that there is a series resource available this summer that takes you through eight studies for either individuals or groups. So you might want to get one and just pick it up and work through it on your own. Or maybe like you want to work through it as a couple, maybe you want to do it as a family, or maybe you'd even say, hey, I'd like to do kind of a taste of community small group, and we'd like to use that as our material for eight weeks to get together and work through it. But I would highly encourage it. Uh, it's a really great resource, and I think if you walk through it either on your own or with a group of people, it can really help, you lead, help lead you into just joy this summer, that even when there's interruptions, that you can still have that joy that God has prescribed for you that he's designed all of us to have. So I want to encourage you to do that. Also this summer, if you want to allow the interruptions to be something that actually emboldens your joy, one of the ways that I think is going to be good for you to stay connected is to be here on Sundays. Don't let summer's craziness keep you from being here with your family. Like, let's be here together every week so that we can experience God's joy together. So that when there are interruptions, that we can come together and affirm each other and encourage each other and learn how to stay joyful, even when interruptions try to throw us off. So I would encourage you to do that. And maybe one of the things that you need to consider as a family is that sometimes we get into our pattern in the summer and the way that our summer pattern works is we sort of adjust our church family rhythm in order to make it work with what our recreation rhythm is going to be for the summer, right? We're like, well, maybe we'll do a little less church so we can do a little more of something else. What I would encourage you to do, and I'm not telling you what to do, but I encourage you to have the conversation with God and ask him, God, is this a summer where maybe we need to adjust our recreation rhythm to actually allow us to maintain the same church rhythm, you know? Maybe there's some choices that you need to make this summer that would allow you to be here more regularly on Sunday mornings through the summer, because I think that is going to help you have this kind of joy that is not going to be interrupted by life circumstances. Uh, just remember what Christ did for you and live your life in a way that expresses the joy that you feel in having a relationship with him. Now, we're going to continue worshiping together, but we're going to give you a few more ways outside of just singing for you to engage in worship, to make sure God knows that you see him as worth it and worthy of your praise. One of those things is we're going to ask the prayer partners to come forward. So if you guys could go ahead and make your way up to the front. They're going to be lining across the front here. Or actually, I think over in the corners here. They're going to be available to pray with you. So whatever it is that you feel like God's put in your heart this morning, I just need somebody to pray with me. Maybe your joy is being inter interrupted right now. Maybe there's something that is just threatening your joy and you're finding it hard to be joyful. Well, these guys would love to pray with you. So come up, share what's going on and pray with them. But maybe you just want to spend time talking to somebody and praying through, even if you're not, your joy is not interrupted. You just want to rejoice in who God is and give him praise. And you guys can do that together. So we would encourage you to do that. We are also going to take communion together, but we're going to do it a little bit differently than you might be used to. We are not going to do it where I'm going to lead it from up front, but there is actually instructions available for you in the program guide. So you just follow according to those instructions in order to take communion on your own. You see, when Jesus told us that we should do this in remembrance of him, he saw it as a family meal. It was a way to get together and experience and remember what Christ had done for us, that we come together and we do that as a way to remember him. And so this morning, you can do that as an individual. You can come up, you can pick up the bread, you can pick up the grape juice, you can have a seat, and then you can have that intimate moment with God 
but surrounded by the family of God. And so I think this could be a really cool moment for us this morning. So let me pray for us, and then you can respond in either of those ways, by engaging with the prayer partners or also by engaging in communion. And we're also going to continue to worship together as well. Lord, I love you, and I thank you for the sacrifice that uh, you made for us in sending your son Jesus to die for us. And I am humbled every time that I have the opportunity to remember the sacrifice that Jesus made through this act of communion. And so, Lord, as we continue to worship this morning, as we say to you, you are worthy of our praise, we remember what Jesus has done for us, and we are thankful. Because that sacrifice means new life for us, and it means new relationship for us with you. And Lord, for any person that's here this morning that would say, I just need to pray with somebody, I pray that they would have the boldness and the courage to walk up to the prayer circles up front here and find somebody that can pray for them, that can encourage them and affirm them, uh, and, or maybe help them take whatever next step it is that you are challenging them to take this morning. We love you, Lord, and it is in your name that we pray. Amen.